to tell you we were in on from the beginning. The things we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This is what we want to tell you about. Jesus, the word of life. That life appeared. It took shape right before our eyes. God himself in Jesus Christ. We knew him, Peter, Mary Magdalene, and I, John. And we tell you the story so that you too might know him. We can't stop talking about what we've seen and heard. And what we have seen is that God the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus. He was with God. He was God. He was present from the very start. Everything was created through Him. Not one thing came into existence without Him. He is the source of life and the life. 
crowding around him, listening to the word of God, he saw two boats at the water's edge, left there by Brother Andrew and me, while we washed our nets. He climbed into my boat and asked me to put out a little far from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he finished, he said to me, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. I laughed. Teacher, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught a thing. But if you know something we don't, I'll let down the nets. When we did, we caught so many fish, our nets began to break. So we signaled John and his brother James and the other boat to come and help us. And they came and we filled both boats so full they began to sink. Who was this man? I was suddenly afraid of him. I fell to my knees. Go away. You are too great for me. Don't be afraid, Peter. From now on, you will catch more than fish. You will be fishers of men. Come, follow me. And we did. John, James, Andrew, and I. We left everything and followed Jesus. The next day, he called Philip, and then Matthew, Bartholomew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, all together twelve of us. But everywhere he went, teaching about the kingdom of heaven, healing sicknesses, driving out demons, the crowds grew, and he issued the same call, follow me.
heard before. He healed people. He performed miracles. He healed you. From seven demons. Yes, he did. Everywhere we went, controversy swirled. Some said he was Elijah the prophet. Some said he was the devil himself. But what about you? Who do you say that I am? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Bless you, Peter, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell itself will not overcome it. From that time on, things began to change. Jesus began to explain that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer, that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. By the time we headed to the city for Passover, the confrontation was at hand, and he knew it. He began to speak more frankly about his purpose and about our purpose, about what it would be like for us when he was gone. Friends, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, but where I am going, you cannot come. But I am giving you a new task. Love one another the same way that I have loved you. Put your life on the line for your friends. This is how all men will know that you are my disciples, by your love. Love each other. Obey my commands. Testify about me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And ask, ask whatever you need in keeping with what you've learned from me, and God will give it to you. When I am gone, my Father will give you another counselor to be with you, the Spirit of truth. I have so much more to tell you, but you can't bear it now. But when the Spirit comes, He will help you understand. I've told you these things that you may have joy same joy that I had. Don't be upset. Don't be afraid. I've told you these things so that you'll be ready for the tough time ahead. I'm telling you this so that when the time comes, you'll be prepared. I'm telling you this so that in me you may have peace. Yes, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome Just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew the time had come for him to leave this world and go back to his father. The evening meal was being served. Jesus got up from the meal, took off his outer clothes, and wrapped a towel around his waist. And he poured water into a basin. And he began to wash our feet, drying them with the towel. He finished. He put on his clothes and returned to his place.
Later that night, we were in the garden on the Mount of Olives, just outside of town. Jesus was praying. We had fallen asleep. He woke us. Are you still sleeping? Enough. The hour has come. Get up. Here comes my betrayer, Judas. And with him a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders, Judas had betrayed him. One of us. We all deserted him. The soldiers arrested him, and we all fled. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, elders, and Pharisees came together. I followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard. The chief priests of the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death. But they, could, they couldn't find any. Jesus said nothing. So the high priest stood up and asked, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming with the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes why do we need any more witnesses? You have heard this blasphemy. And they all condemned him to death. Then some began to spit on him. They blindfolded him. They struck him with their fists and said, Prophesy! And the guards took him and beat him. One of the servants came by. She recognized me. You were with that man, Jesus, she said. And I, I denied it. We all deserted him. Three times I said it, I, I don't know him. The, the cock crowed, and it was morning. They bound Jesus, led him away, handed him over to Pilate. It was the custom at Passover to release a prisoner at the people's request. A horrible name, man named Barabbas was in prison, a murderer. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. But the chief priests had stirred up the crowd to ask for Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Crucify him! they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? But they shouted all the louder. Crucify him! So Pilate released Barabbas. He gave Jesus to the soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. And they shouted, Hail, King of the Jews! Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. And after they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe his own clothes on him. Then they laid his own cross on his shoulders and led him out to the place of the skull. And they took the nails and his hands and they crucified him.
Two criminals were also led out with him to be executed, one on his right and the other on his left. It was the third hour. Above his head they placed a written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, Save yourself! Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. So did the chief priests and the elders of the temple. Even the robbers on either side taunted him. Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing.
was all over. We didn't know this wasn't the end. Later, we remembered he said, destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days. They will hand me over to be killed. Three days later, I will rise. I am the resurrection and the life. The women saw him first. It was just after sunrise. We brought burial spices, and we wondered, who rolled the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when we got there, we saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. The young man dressed in a white robe was sitting on the right side. He said, don't be afraid. You're looking for Jesus. He has risen. He's not here. See? Now go tell his disciples and tell Peter. We took off running. I got there first. We saw the strips of linen. But no body. No body. He was gone. We ran back to tell the others. I don't know how long I stood there crying. I heard a sound. I turned and I saw a man. I thought he was the gardener. Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me, where have you put him? I will get him. That voice, I knew it. The voice of the one I loved. Mary.
and that man would not ever be able to find a way back to Christ. In fact, man was even looking for a way to find a way back to God. And God, because of his great love for us, as the scriptures say, even while we were yet sinners, while we were sinning against him, while we were in the midst of our rebellion, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to be one of us, to live among us, to show us the way, to help us to understand what the Father is like, that he is kind and gentle and patient, that he does have a great distaste for sin, that he is going to judge sin, but because of his great love for us, Christ was sent so that he could not just show us the way, but he is the way. So that he could not only live a life that we could never live, but then take our place. The fancy term we use is he was our substitutionary atonement. He took our place. God did place on him our sin. Because of God's wrath, because of God's justice, sin must be punished. And God punished our sin in Christ. And Christ willingly took that pain and died that death that we so rightly deserve. And as the scripture says, he was buried. And as the scripture says, and as history points out, he was then on the third day raised again to life. That shows us that his sacrifice to God the Father was accepted. The Bible says that he is the first fruits of the resurrection, meaning there is a resurrection from the dead. And all these things that we are saying are not just said so we can somehow grow a bigger church or so that we can somehow not uh, our Bibles with a bunch of converts. It's because God truly cares and loves each one. And he wants to see those individuals reconciled to himself. Because he knows apart from the sacrifice that was made by Christ, we will uh, head straight for hell. And we will be punished for our sins. And so this Easter, remember that as we get ready to celebrate Easter this coming weekend, keep in mind that even though you have many friends, many individuals that you know that may get caught up in some of the celebration, they may feel enough guilt to want to go to church at least on one Sunday, you need to remind them that what we believe in is something that is true, something that is what we what is greatly needed, that man is every day separated from God, that every day he is storing up for himself wrath, and that God must judge. Don't worry about the reaction. Mankind has always hated that message. But the Word of God tells us that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God to salvation, to those who believe. We need to believe in the gospel that we claim that we believe in. And by explaining the gospel story, we need to trust that God the Spirit will use that to open their eyes to the truth and the reality of who they are and where they are and what they are. And that they need to believe in and trust in Christ. And so invite them to do that, and invite them to church. Invite them to celebrate with us the celebration that we celebrate together, which is the resurrection of Christ, which is a foretaste of our own resurrection, where one day we will all be gathered together, regardless whether we are alive or dead. Christ overcomes all of that, and those who believe in him will live forever, in eternity, in great peace and joy and happiness. Remember, heaven's a real place. People really do go there. But the only ones who go there are those who believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> There's one more song. It's for you to sing with us. Would you stand, please? The words will be on the screen, and you can sing.
Let's pray. Father, help us to unite in holiness because of Christ. Help us to be united in the risen Christ. Indeed, Lord, we know this story is not just a story, but is a truth. Indeed, Christ came and paid our debt in our place. We may receive that salvation by believing and trusting in his name. And we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that we can know this is true. We can know that your word is true. And we can know you because of Christ. So we thank you for this. Pray, Lord, help us to be united in that truth and help us to proclaim that truth where we go. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.